You're listening to Tips by Nicole Domeray, where Nicole shares inside scoop and not-so-niceties on using your strengths and passions while wiping boogers off the wall and showing up big in your God-given talents. And why is her husband introducing her podcast? Because she told me to. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Nicole Domeray, mother of five and wife to one. And this is my very first podcast for Mothers Not Martyrs. And I tell you, you know, it's one of those things that has been long in the making because I thought about this years ago when there was one moment where my child screamed at the dinner table. I think he was three. I think he was three. It was my oldest. I only had two at the time. (laughs) It's kind of crazy thinking back on this, but... He screamed because he threw his fork. He didn't like the beef stroganoff that I I made. My husband was tired. He just came home from work. And I looked down at the fork. My husband looked down at the fork. And no one made a move on who was going to pick that up. Not even my three-year-old. He just kept crying, right? And then I thought, I'll do it. I'll pick up the fork. I'll be the one that gets up after all the laundry, after all the nursing, after everything that I've been through today, and I'll get the fork. I made myself a martyr. (laughs) It's funny, but it's not. Because if it's one of those things that you tend to turn into a habit every day, you're not happy. And neither is anyone else around you. And we all know the saying, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. So what's that definition of martyr anyway. Well, it's someone that's killed for their beliefs and more specifically for their religious beliefs. So it kind of depends on how you were raised and what kind of background you have and what kind of mom you had. But most moms, I think, especially in the last 50 years, did a lot. You know, they did the laundry. They um, they took all of their kids to all of their activities. They made three meals a day plus the lunches for their children at school. I mean, I can go on and on. They did a lot and they did it while looking beautiful. And I remember as a kid watching Leave it to Beaver and June, man, June, she just had it going on. Her collar was always up. She had those beautiful pearl earrings and she always had good advice and she walked so, so daintily between her husband and her children. Every time her husband didn't know what to do or children didn't know what to do, she just walked so very meekly to one and helped them and walked to the other. She was like the Mother Teresa of the family. And gosh, I wanted to be that. I thought, I I got that. I could could do that. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that in a second. But the definition of martyr, again, It's someone who's killed for their beliefs. And you can turn it into a verb and say people that are caused great pain or distress for their beliefs, right? And unfortunately, that is what we have turned a lot of motherhood into. We got into marriage and we got into having a family because we always saw it done, maybe in movies or in novels. We saw it done right. Oh, it's such an amazing thing to be such a great mom and a a great wife. And we're going to do it because by God, we're good enough. (laughs) We got it going on. We know exactly what it takes to be a mom. But if you heard the intro of this, wiping boogers off walls, that's my center. I go back to that every single time I think, oh, why me, God, why? Because that's the first time I had that aha moment. I had three kids. Actually, 
the third child had just been born and she was the easiest actually and she had she was the easiest pregnancy easiest birth i had a two-year-old and i had a four-year-old and it was this moment where i was sitting in front of a wall and i had just sprayed windex on my wall to break up and soften the boogers that one of my kids had wiped on the wall and i was staring at it and i thought what did I get myself into? You see, before I became a wife and a mom, I started kind of later than most people. I was 29 years old, and I had a fantastic career in industrial um, real estate. And I was one of those people that loved what I did, but I was a total red. You put me in front of somebody, you give me a script, I am going to do whatever you tell me to do, and I'm going to do it 100 times better than everybody else because I'm competitive. I was an athlete my entire life, and it bled over into everything that I did. So when I met my husband and we got married, <laughs> I was going to do it right. I had the script, you see, because I knew June, June Cleaver. I, I knew all of the amazing 1990 movies like Never Been Kissed. That was my jam, you see. That was my big love story, and I was going to make it happen. And now here I am four years in and sitting in front of dissolving boogers and I'm thinking what did I get myself into oh man this is so hard I never thought I'd be scraping boogers off the wall and that's when I had to kind of slap myself silly and go Nicole seriously every mom does this or they should at least get the boogers off the wall and it's just one of those things nobody tells you about. I remember being nine months pregnant with my first child and asking every single person I ran into that had a child, including all of my closest friends, what does it feel like? How do you know when you're in labor? Is it going to be so painful that I can't breathe? Am I going to want to die? And the, the fact is no one ever gave me that answer that I was looking for. And I'm glad they didn't. Because, yeah, it was hard. My first one, I did it all natural, baby. And it was 15 hours of me yelling, how did my mom ever the heck go through this? Right? It was bad. But I'm glad no one told me because it was mine. It was mine. And I did it. And I was grateful for it. And it led one day at a time to me understanding that you don't become a great mom overnight. You don't become a great wife overnight. It's all the little things that matter. It's all the decisions that you make and the tiny, tiny things like picking up that fork off the floor when your kid throws beef stroking off in the air because he just doesn't want it. It's okay to pick it up. You know why? Because you want to. You don't want it on the floor anymore. You don't want the splatter on the floor anymore. You don't want the dust bunnies under the stairs anymore. You don't want the shoes laying in the middle of the floor or the socks stuffed under the sofa you don't want it, but you always feel like, or me, I'm such a martyr. I do it all. Nobody helps me. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to do this stuff with me. It's just me, man. It's just me. Who's seeing it? Who's seeing it? You are becoming the person you're supposed to be, and you never arrive as a mom or wife. But when you make those decisions to do it, you're doing it because you want it done. Sometimes we just sit there and go, I ain't doing it. Not today. Not today, God. I'm going to sit here and read this book or have this cup of coffee or that glass of wine and watch my favorite show on Netflix because I can. 
and that feels good. And when you can get to that point, it's okay. Because the one thing that's going to be loyal to you for the rest of your life, I absolutely guarantee it, are your chores. They will never leave you. They will always be with you. No matter what. You turn around, that laundry's going to be there waiting. (laughs) So are those dishes. Everything's going to be there. And so there's no emergency. But our society, we always want things now. We want to be satisfied now. It just is that impulse. It is what it is. So we have this underlying like emergency mode where our cortisol is always sitting a little higher than it should because we see the dust bunny, we see the dirt, we see the dirty dishes, we see the laundry. And what does it do? It hits us at our identity. It kicks us in the teeth, slaps us in the face, and we feel like bad moms and bad wives because we haven't done it. And guess who cares more than anyone else if it's done? You. And that's where we start to become a martyr. So, you know, here's some quotes that may raise your cortisol a little bit. And I think it's funny that we always kind of take it for granted that we have all these awesome quotes out there that are supposed to make us feel better like on Mother's Day or when we want to celebrate moms. But somehow we go, that's not me. And we don't really see the truth in these quotes. Here's one. A mother is your best friend, your forever friend. Mother is a verb. It's something you do, not just who you are. Moms are the people who know us the best and love us the most. A mom's love is the fuel that enables a normal human being to do the impossible. Mother's love is peace. It needs not to be acquired. It needs to be deserved. Oh my God, if I keep going on, I'm going to slip my wrists. You know why? We always make it harder on ourselves than everybody else does. Those chores are always going to be there. I guarantee it. And if you can't get to them, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up because when your kids look back 30 years from now, they're not going to remember that dirty house. They're going to remember you getting on the floor and playing with them, you building that Lego set with them, you making that dress with them, you playing dress up with them, you doing all those awesome things that you always sit down because those chores have to be done. It's okay. Set them down. Your kids aren't going to care. They're not. It's okay. Getting back to those burgers on the wall, you know, I'm grateful for them. They're my center. I think about those burgers all the time. I need them. They mean so much to me. And I want to end this by talking about something I read in Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And it's one of the last chapters. Chapter 7 talks about parenting in a culture of never enough. Most of us would love a color-coded parenting handbook that answers all of our unanswerable questions, comes with guarantees, and minimizes our vulnerability. We want to know that if we follow certain rules or adhere to the method espoused by our certain parenting expert, our children will sleep through the night and they'll be happy, make friends, achieve professional success, and stay safe. The uncertainty of parenting can bring up feelings in us that range from frustration to terror. Our need for certainty in an endeavor as uncertain as raising children makes explicit how-to parenting strategies both seductive and dangerous. You see, parenting is more of who you are. You know, if you had a nine to five, it, it's, it's kind of not the same thing. The harder you work in a nine to five job, the higher you 
have to rise to the occasion and you become less of who you are. And it really, really hits you hard and it makes you fade from what you really wanted in the first place. You see, with parenting, you make those choices. No one is going to put that pressure on you to be better or show you what your worth is but you. Know your worth as a parent. When you went into this game, you went in flying high. You knew what you wanted. You just wanted to be a parent that loves, that was present, that showed up, that made them feel that they were seen and appreciated. Same with your spouse. So when it comes to it, the only boss you have is you. Slow down, take a deep breath, and know that those burgers on the wall are a saving grace. <laughs>